Because we know, we know the Miami Heat would be like uh, top two. Top who? Top who? Top two in Florida? I, I would go as far as to say if Kuzma gets COVID right now, Aye. they're trading him right now. They had nobody on their team but uh, McDonald's workers and, and UPS drivers. Like, seriously. Their wide receiving core is just full of public sector workers that try to make minimum wage in the pandemic. Sean Pott is a rapper, brother. Yo, Sean Pott is a rapper right now. Welcome, welcome, guys, to the first edition of the Miretti Sports Podcast. This is Dwayne West, along with my co-host, Craig Davis. What up, bro? What's up, man? Glad to be here, you know, bringing sports take, various sports takes to the people. Yeah, well, we're looking to provide you guys with great content, sports-related content. So just stay tuned for this episode. It should be a really, really informative one. And let's go. So our first topic for this edition of the podcast is we're going to do a quick preview of the Super Bowl matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs making their second consecutive trip to the Super Bowl while the Bucs making their first in about, is it what, 18 years? Yeah, 18 years. All right. As we know, Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl appearance and <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' second. So, Craig, what I want you to do for me, just give me a quick you know, rundown of what you think of the Bucs season so far, seeing as you're a Tom Brady fan, and I'll tell you what I think of the Chiefs season so far. I definitely think um the Buccaneers have a good chance. You know, as I said, like Tom Brady, switch teams and various offensive weapons. And I think like they've definitely, definitely that they can win. I mean, they have scored about 30 points in each of their past six games, averaging like 35 points over that span. So we, we all know the Chiefs can score. So definitely Tom Brady and his and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can definitely keep up. But where I give them the edge is the defense because they've been playing great defense and have like a lot of um, turnovers and receiving the ball from opponents. So I definitely think that gives them a chance. And plus, if it's a tight game going to the fourth, which I think it will be, I'm not betting against Tom Brady. (laughs) Well, history has shown that in games like these, it's very risky to bet against Brady. I mean, um, jumping on your point about the box season, the box have been, I mean, hot and cold. Initially, they had a good, like about a good three to four game win streak. And then they hit a rough patch. Then they had their bye week. And then they came back. And ever since they've come off that bye week, they've been really good. Um, the offense to me is still coming together. They're not fully there yet. But the defense seemed to be on fire. I mean, they shut out pretty much Drew Brees and the Saints, who, I mean, you could see that Drew Brees wasn't his self, but they still did a good job. Then they came back the last week and shut out the perennial MVP favorite in Aaron Rodgers. Did well on the defense. You did hit a point about them um, intercepting a lot of passes. I think they have a player, I think it's Montin Murphy or something that his name is, cornerback. He's had three picks in three straight games. And he should have the bit in TST trying to get something from Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs have basically been on autopilot this season. 
I mean, leading into the season, everybody have them in the Super Bowl from the AFC. I mean, you have me have one or two persons who pick somebody different, but I'm sure the majority of persons had them in the Super Bowl. And here they are again, back-to-back Super Bowls, basically the same team. It may have a few injuries, because I think they have both tackles out, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, which are two big losses, especially with the Bucks defense being as, you know, on form as they are now. Damakan so on one edge, you may have Jason Pierre Paul and the White Brothers. Not what they're not brothers, but yeah, so you know, you have Devin White, you have Vivante David. What's your boy doing? Jason Pierre Paul come sprint at him now. Well, hopefully, the replacements that they have in the, the lineup on Sunday will hold up. But you know, Mahomes is quick out of the pocket, you know, yeah. improvisation. So he can use his legs to negate the, the, the fact that, you know, his tackles aren't there. So, you know, he comes sprinting. The blitz has always failed against Mahomes. He eats blitz packages alive because he's very mobile. I mean, he has an injury, yes. But at the end of the day, I think he'll be fine for next week. So they say the Bucks come running just like they did during the season when they played. We see what can happen. You miss, you, you lose. You have to blitz in a way that you can disguise which side they're coming from and not necessarily give him enough time to find a Tyree kill or a hard man downfield. So it's very risky for them if they want to blitz four-man rush. They probably have to use a four-man rush to kind of get there. But knowing my homes, you know, move to the left, move to the right, bomb over the top or drop it low for um, Travis Kelsey. I agree. The box, the box could have it been for a long run. Yeah, the box really could have a long run. I agree. I'm just banking on the fact that the defense, the Buccaneers defense, is what I'm really banking on. Because I mean, like, I think 45 percent of their points is off turnovers. I think like the third most off points off turnovers like in the last 20 years. So I'm definitely like banking on that to them to get the ball. Because you know, like Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, take risk. And I said, he's not, he's exactly. not, he's not like, oh, your guy, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, throw away the ball. No. And, he doesn't believe in though. Exactly. And the read, for, it could, I think probably fourth and 20 is the max that he would not go. But if it's anything game on the line, <laughs> you know, or even, even tight game with enough time on the clock, he'll trust his quarterback and his players to get him those points. How well can you defend against Tyreek Hill going deep? How well can you defend on Travis Kelsey finding the first down marker and being open? Because those are basically his, his two main weapons. Because their running, their running yeah. game is not necessarily the best. It functions, but it's not the best. So the Bucs can, you know, fight against that. And they have good run stoppers up front. But how will they be able to stop Tyreek Hill Travis Kelsey duo, along with stopping Mahomes from scrambling for an extra 10 yards every now and then. All right, so how, how is um, the Chiefs secondary going to cope with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin? I mean, Gronk is not what he used to be, but I, I feel like Brady needs a fourth down, a third down, third and five. He's going to Gronk. Like, we know that. Scotty Miller. And who knows if Antonio Brown makes the cut for the game. The, the Buccaneers have weapons as well. But the Kansas City Chiefs defense has been playing well all four seasons. Yeah. 
if you look at it, you know, it, it may not be as great as the Bucks because the Bucks have been in bigger games. You, you more see what they've done. But Tyron Matthew has been really good uh, as a safety for them this postseason. They have two good corners in, you know, Sneed and Charvius Ward. They have Chris Jones up front who can rush the passer as good as anybody. Have Frank Clark. So at the end of the day, their defense can get pressure on Tom Brady. It's yeah. if his receivers can get separation because they're not the fastest guys. They have big bodies. I mean, Mike Evans, big body. Chris Godwin, big body. Grant, big body. Great, big body. Antonio Brown is a little bit banged up. Missed last week's game, but he should be back. Scotty Miller, small but quick. But they have guys that can cover the speed. It's the size of Tampa Bay that can give um, the Chiefs problem. And if Brady can utilize the short passes, they can, you know, keep they can keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. And that, that that's how I think if they have any way of winning this game, that's what they have to do. Running game with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, short passes. That's the key for them. Keep if they can keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, having long drives, let's say eight minutes, nine minutes per drive while scoring. Because you know, it makes sense. You take 10 minutes off the clock. And you <laughs> only kick three points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you only got a field goal. So you have to do that and score. Mix things up on offense. And then, you know, whenever he comes onto the field, you try as best as possible to make things difficult at him. Because he may not stop him. I mean, even if they get a lead, <clears throat> what we've seen from the Chiefs from last year, and a bit last week, is that they can come back from a deficit. Last year, every playoff game they played, they were down by double digits. Last week, they were down early. You wouldn't even know if you look at the, the score line at the end of the game, but they were down early. And so the Bucs will need to control the clock and they will need to score when they get the ball. So last, last two minutes of the game, no, let's say last four minutes of the game, Brady has the ball up. Let's say if they're up, up three, down three. Who, who you decide? Who you siding with? Because if it's if it's Brady up in if Brady's up three with the ball, four I'm minutes. Just, I think four minutes is too long for him to hold out. Yeah, because I think the Chiefs' defense would understand that they'll be trying to run the clock, and then Tom Brady doesn't have the strongest arm. And he doesn't no. have the fastest guys. So they can play probably a two-hive safety and everybody down under. You understand? However, yeah. if it's last four minutes and Brady has the ball and he's down, I mean, judging by, I think I, I, I would lock him in to get a field goal to tie the game at least. All right. Fair. I, don't, fair I, don't think, I don't think he would get the full seven, depending on if it's a major mix-up on defense. And I can't see that happen with the experience the Chiefs have. From last year's Super Bowl run till now. Because I remember Jimmy G had the game a couple of times last last year and missed throws. And Jimmy G's arm is stronger than Tom Brady's arm. So if he's not in a position to make those big throws, I don't think he can get a touchdown. But if it's a field goal, more than likely he'll get a field goal. Because he's done that throughout his career flawlessly. If it's even to tie the game, go to overtime, try and win the toss, move on from there. 
yeah, but on the other hand, what would you think if Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is down three? No, no, four minutes to go. Um, the only thing is that he and this this will come in experience, he's going to score quickly and give Brady back the ball. That's my only thing with Patrick Mahomes. That is the problem. Yeah, he's going to score so fast and give Brady back that ball. And then do you want to give Brady back the ball with a two-minute drive? I mean, I think I think he's he's getting smarter now as you know he grows in the league. Uh last couple of games, they successfully run out the clock with a lead. So yeah. I mean, four minutes may be a long time for Andy Reid, especially, to try and hold out. You understand? <laughs> because you know he likes the big plays. So and then yeah. if Tyreek Hill breaks one tackle, who knows? That's probably a 25 yards that he would not want to resist. Yes, because it's hard, it's hard for you to see space as a wide receiver and to think about the time, think about the clock, and then to take chance because it's the unknown that may lead them to give back Brady the ball, you know. Because you don't want to say, All right, let me go, let me go down here with one minute because I can get something after that, and then they end up not getting anything. So yep. it's kind of it's kind of a sticky situation. I mean, with he with him up three. I wouldn't bet against him. With him down three or worse, wouldn't bet against him because he has so many <laughs> weapons. He has so many ways he can beat it. Beat it with his legs, beat it with his arms, improvisation. I mean, you see, you see some of the plays that these guys run, some little shovel passes, yes, some little yes. quick misreads, some little in and outs. Trust me, it's very difficult to stop their offense. Andy Reid, well, he's a champion, but he is the football version of Mike D'Antoni. When he come on to offensive plays, Drawing up players. Exactly. Magician, one of the best. But yeah, I agree. These guys specialize in offense. Andy Reid specializes in offense. Mind you, Bruce Aarons isn't as bad in a but he's not as creative. There are some key players that we'll get into now that we have to highlight. I think, yeah. firstly, for the Chiefs, apart from Mahomes, Tyreek Hill and how the Buccaneers cover Tyreek Hill will decide this game. In the season, yes. Tyreek Hill had 200 yards. You can't allow him to have 200 yards in the Super Bowl and expect to win. I can't see that happening in no way, shape, or form. So they have to nullify him. Tom Brady will know. Use the Bill Belichick philosophy in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, where when Belichick goes against a star, he takes that person out of the game. Yeah, doubling, doubling, doubling. Somebody else has to win this game for you. So you double, double Tyreek Hill deep, Travis Kelsey, shot, pay attention, let force Kansas City use their legs. So the key players, apart from the quarterbacks, I don't really want to quote the quarterbacks, because naturally they're the ones who run things. The key player for the Chiefs for me is not going to be Tyreek Hill. Nicole Hardman is the key player, is the X factor. A little less yeah. faster, a little, a little less fast as, as, as Tyreek Hill, but just yeah. as efficient within their system. On the box side, the key player on the box side for me is Antonio Brown. I mean, I'm sure Brady rates Antonio Brown over Scotty Miller. Mind you, Scotty Miller is you know a bit faster and had that good play last week, but Antonio Brown is good enough and experienced enough to wiggle around. The, the, the zone between the safeties mm-hmm. and the defensive line to get the yards Brady will be looking for. His route running will be able to give him space so Brady can find him. 
And I think he's the X factor for the Bucks, Nicole Hardman, and the Chiefs. What do you think? Yeah, I, def- I definitely agree where let's see if like he's fit enough to play. As I said, like running package where you can stop on a dime, turn left, turn right. Like I agree, like he 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 is the X factor, but you still have to look for um Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And as I said before, like third third and five. Fourth and five, there about he's going to Gronkowski, especially if he's in the fourth quarter close game. He he is going to go to Gronkowski. Yeah, well, that's his guy. I mean, they've been what, what, twelve years together, eleven. Yep. So you know, the telepathic nature between their relationship is just seamless. Let's just jump in our predictions. So who do you think will win? Thing is me to say, but I'm still going with my guy. I have to go with um Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Sure. <laughs> Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So Tom Brady, seven rings, seven star general. Right now, right now, right now, we're not competing with um NFL players. We're competing with Jordan. We're going seven. Oh Zin. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you have a point. I mean, seven rings in the NFL is we're not competing obviously with out of this world. Obviously, out of this world. So for him to be able to. Get his seventh ring. I'm sure it will be a end of discussion about who is the goat in the NFL. If it hasn't ended already, if it hasn't ended already, for me, for me, Patrick Mahomes, easily the best quarterback in the league, and the best offense in the league, best coach for him in the league. I, I, I'm predicting. Basically, uh, probably a 12-point win, somewhere along the lines of 45-33, they're about for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, I think they'll come out swinging and catch the Bucks, and the Bucks will probably catch up a little bit, and then they'll just stretch away at the end and win the game. It's, 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 it's... Can I score? Can I score? Can I score? 45-33, that's my score. 45 33 to the Chiefs. What's your score? Let's go. I'm going Bucks by three. So let's say 37 34. Should be, should be an entertaining one. Who is this two ball MVP? Tom? Um, <laughs> I'm going with your X Factor. I'm going Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown MVP? Yep. No, that would make Redemption. every headlines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of the league. A year and a half ago, yep. rescued from Tom Brady, living in Tom Brady's basement twice, to the MVP. Twice. Yep. I mean, you could retire after that. Definitely. Definitely retire. He got his suspension. Could have brought him back to the league. Why Why Tampa took a, a, a run at him and the Patriots could. The Patriots could have used Antonio Brown this year for Cam Newton because they had nobody on their team but uh, McDonald's workers and, and UPS drivers. <laughs> like, true. seriously. Their wide receiving courses full of public sector workers that tried to make minimum wage in a pandemic. However, my MVP pick, I don't want to pick a quarterback, so I'll pick Travis Kelsey. That's my, that's my pick. If, I think if, Travis Kelsey would have at least two touchdowns. I mean, I don't know how many yards, but I think he'll have at least two touchdowns in the game if my score remains the same. You have Antonio Brown... Well, let's see how it goes. All right, so let's jump to the NBA now, where they're roughly around a quarter this season. 
that we know is suffering from the pandemic. I mean, we've had some very interesting stories so far in the NBA. I mean, trades, we have teams that are playing below par, we have teams that are excelling, overachieving in my estimation. But what do you think of the NBA season so far, Craig? Disappointing, because I don't want to say go back to the bubble, because as we heard, like, you know, a lot of mental strain and a couple of the players and you know, I mean, it's like prison. You've been away from your family and stuff, but mm-hmm. come on, this COVID thing is really taking a hit on a couple of teams. And, you know, play the, te- the team um, games being suspended. We know, we know the Miami Heat would have been like top two. In the top East. who? Top two in the East. Top who? Top, who? top two in Florida? Must. <laughs> <laughs> could never be in the East. <laughs> but, yeah, but I don't know. Well, what is going on, it's going well so far, I guess, but COVID has really like messed up a couple of the teams. Wiz- well, uh, let me not say the Wizards. <laughs> Miami for sure. <laughs> um, the season has been good for me. I mean that, you know, my team, okay. the Lakers, are... That's fun who has not been hit by COVID. Yes. No, I mean, this season is... Just uh, you know, a picture of who the experienced players in the league are. Now, look at it this way how many teams have been affected by COVID versus how many teams have not? The Lakers have strong leadership on their team, and they know exactly what their objective is this season. So, distractions, breaking protocol, and all that, not going to happen. I mean, LeBron looking to go for number five now. It's not no joke thing now. All right? Year 18. The years are literally winding down now. So he has to get his guys motivated. So his team, his teammates know that. Here what? If, let's say a guy like Quinn Cook gets COVID, he's gone immediately. All right? It's not no joke thing. It's not, I will go as far as to say, if Kuzma gets COVID right now, Life. They're trading him right now. <laughs> you understand? Just because it's not, it's not necessarily to say it's a reality, it's a fact, but that's how serious the situation is for the Lakers right now. Yeah. No excuses. Everybody is being held accountable. So, yeah, you'll have you know incidents that you can't control, but most of the teams, the Clippers, you know, mind you, you have the, the Bucks, the Sixers, all of these teams, I mean, yeah, the one incident with the Celtics, but these teams that see themselves as contenders, they are literally going out of their way to ensure that persons stay within the protocol so they won't miss games. The teams oh, that will oh, miss oh. games are the, you know, the little teams that probably look into ball to the lottery. The guys that saying, all right, let me just collect this weekly salary because at the end of the day, we're not going anywhere. You know, and these are the same contract and these guys can't cut me. So, you have those teams that probably do anything, but overall, the teams with experience and have a goal in mind for this season, they are going to stay on track. All right. Um, looking back from game one to now, we had a major trade in the league. I mean, you're a guy. Best player in the league. You're a guy from Houston. You know, saying, so, you know, I can't. I can't take losing anymore. 
I can't take no more losing because I've been losing from day one with this team. I tried, I tried Dwight Howard, I lose. I tried Chris Paul, I lose. I tried Russell Westbrook, I lose. All right, let me go somewhere now. Let me go. Please free me. You know, Houston come as a year, what? 50 million a year. Rings. Take this money and just all out right. a little bit. Need the rings. Your boy said, no, nah, man. Rings pay us after the career. No, 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 no. I have shoes. I have, I have a shoe line. I have endorsements. I am okay when it comes down to money. I want to leave. Rings. So now he left. End up in Brooklyn. Um, Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant. I don't think you heard me correctly. I'm saying, oh, oh, what you said? Are you scared? As a Laker fan, if I'm scared? Yes. Sir, I have LeBron and AD. I would have been scared. A fool. Let, let, me tell you what let me tell you what I'm seeing on Twitter and all over social media. When, when they lost back to back to the Cavs. Really? Uh -huh. The team that's supposed to take down Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And then now I'm hearing, well, let's go for Bradley Beal. Don't sound as confident as you guys sound as. No, I mean, I mean Bradley Beal is a different part. Because if they want to improve, they have pieces that they can use to improve. And I think you should always be looking to improve a team. So Brooklyn moving heaven and earth to get James Harden is something I don't have a problem with. Because at the end of the day, you as an executive, if you're in the position, you want to improve a team. The Nets have three guys that have never played together before No. I mean, they may have played on a couple of Olympic teams, but that's about it. They have never played together. And you're coming together now in a season that is already abbreviated. Yeah. Kevin Durant never played last season. Coming off 18 months worth of injury. Looking Kyrie, like Irving, Kyrie Irving was out for the most of last year. And James Harden came back looking like Fat Albert. So at the <laughs> end of the day, there's going to be an adjustment period. You understand? Lost two times to the Cavs. I mean, that's embarrassing, to be honest. But I'm not going to knock them for it because it's the first time playing together. Kyrie was on vacation leave before. Now he's back. I mean, you have to look into a couple more games for them to get a flow of things. But I, I, as a Lakers fan, I'm, not, I'm nowhere near worried about them. Because the Lakers... I think have the team to defend Brooklyn. Does Brooklyn have the pieces to defend against the Lakers? That's um, where I think the problem is. I but yeah, you can you can shoot as much as you want. But from we saw last year in the bubble, mm -hmm. it's pretty much an unchanged Lakers team with the addition of Dennis Schroeder. That's on the wings. I'm not talking inside now. We have Manchester Harrell and Mark Gasol. But on the wings. Schroeder is better than Rondo. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we have KCP, we have Alex Caruso. So we can have somebody to run up and down with Kyrie and run up and down with James Harden. We can put LeBron or AD to double up against KD whenever the switch happens. But who on the Nets defends against LeBron? AD. The AD Schroeder pick and roll. The AD Montrez pick and roll. The, the the um the um the LeBron Manchester pick and roll the shooter Manchester pick and roll jumper jumper come again 
Sean put this rapper, brother. Yo, Sean put this rapper right now. See? Listen, this, this isn't Sean. the final in Brooklyn. So, Sean Pert is here. Um, Andre German might get bought out and he's going to sign with Brooklyn Nets. They're going to get a center from, from the Cavs. Nets are going to get either, either Javier McGee or Andre German. It's not, it's not the complete team of Brooklyn. Let's see how. No, we know, we know, we know, we know. But for now, they're not a threat because they have to get through the East first. You're fine with Anthony Davis and his five rebounds. That's okay. It's good. No, Anthony isn't. Anthony Davis, right now in the regular season, is just in chill mode. I mean, he's won his ring. He doesn't need to go all out again like before. He can reserve it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying physically chilling. That's what I mean. Because at the end of the day, you're just coming off a short offseason. You don't really want to exert yourself in the first 15, 20, 30 games of the regular season when we have a long season ahead of us. So Anthony Davis realized that the team is good enough, the squad is good enough to win without him being aggressive. And then we have Mark Gasol now that so Anthony Davis can play more of the four, which is what he wants to play. However, when it comes to crunch time, he'll know that he'll have to get back right down into the post and play yeah. at the fives. So he's aware of that now. But right now, I don't think Anthony Davis is exerting at least 75% of his effort in game nights. He went back to Chicago, hometown, and look at that. Quick 30-plus points. Couple, you know, I think about 12, 13 rebounds, and it was just light work. And then the next day, you're like, all right, back to chilling. So he knows when to turn on and when to turn off. He has the experience now, being that he won last year and was dominant in the lead up to the finals last year. So I think he's fine. I just okay. think that the Lakers need one more piece to be fully complete. I think they need another shooter and or big man i think they probably can't if javel gets bought out along with drummond i think javel will end up back in in la think just so? to you know yeah just to you know give a more depth you know on the bench as a big because i think marcus is not necessarily he's been doing good so far but he's not necessarily the best rim protector and Manchester is not a good rim protector we need somebody who can at least you know, even though JaVale never played in the finals, somebody, we need somebody like JaVale in the West where we defend against the guys at the rim, whether it be Jokic or, you know, another, whether I have somebody to jump with Gobert. Because if you look at things now, the Jazz, the Jazz, I mean, the Jazz has been playing out of their minds. Rolling. And I think the past two games, Donovan Mitchell hasn't been playing. Rolling. And, I mean, the Jazz have won nine of their last ten games. Also, the Clippers have won nine of their last ten games. So, the Lakers have more those teams in the West to worry about than the Nets right now, to be honest. But, yeah, that's it, guys, for this episode of the Mirady Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the input. Just be sure to... Like our Twitter page, Mirady Sports, at Mirady Sports, M-I, Mirady Sports. And also follow our football page, Mirady Football. And yeah, look out for more content from us. We'll be here as the seasons progress. And stay tuned. Bless. Peace.